Oh, what up, brother? Hi, Sean. Do I have to... You can hear me and everything? Do I need to push... Oh, video. That's what I don't have. There we go. Yes! How yes. are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I almost peed my pants. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. I know, man. It was way too short this summer. I know. Like, yeah, anyways, that's how it goes sometimes. But I have a good feeling that things are going to get, I don't know, oh. better. Things are definitely like, going to get better. The years go on. <laughs> they keep getting better, of course. But as far as like skate trips and hanging out and seeing each other, I look forward it's to true. it. True. Yes. Once everyone's kids get a little bit older and once this coronavirus gets taken care of, I know. Lots of yeah. Opportunities. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the, well, on both fronts. The kids are definitely getting older and coronavirus, well, I don't know. It's up and down, but good news with the vaccine news. I don't know. You've been, yeah, we'll do you see. keep up with it in a big way? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I pay attention to a few things, but. It, I, uh, I know. It's like exhausting. Yeah, it is. Eventually, it, I just gave up. <laughs> it's hard to know what to believe, really. It is true. It's yeah. hard to know, you know, what is the right thing for people to be doing. Hi, Cairo. Well, yeah. in general, like this time in our life, it's hard to decipher what is like fact from fiction. Yeah. You know, I find myself questioning things that maybe I shouldn't be questioning. I get confused way more than I should. Like, I do find it's a confusing time. It's a confusing time when it comes to information right? from the totally. media. That's true. All these media outlets have an agenda. And it's, it's I been know. proven. They're not just presenting facts. No. They're trying to convince you of something. Yeah. And, you know, when you have... And it's so easy, like, the whole idea of, like, an echo chamber. It's so easy to, right. you know, get into a tunnel and then, you know, let all the same voices reverberate back and just get the same information. It's so pleasing. It's, it's, interesting. it's so pleasing to hear things that you believe in. It's oh, yeah, hard yeah. to, well, it's hard to listen to things that you're like, no, I don't agree. I don't agree. It's, there's like a, a, a pleasure release in your mind when, when you're, when your ideas and your beliefs are reinforced. So people huh. just, you're right. It's an echo chamber. Yeah. I've, um, I can't remember the author, but I read this really good book, like right when the pen, I'm good for reading like one book a year, Yeah, <laughs> but I like to really read it, even though like the details at this point are sketchy because this was back in like March when we first got locked down. But the book was The Death of Expertise, something like this, right. somewhere close. And it was really interesting because he kind of laid out a hypothesis, you know, um, about how. Well, it was focused more on the United States, but how um, people, let's see. So the examples he would give were like news talk radio. That was kind of the beginning of it where, you know, people are part of the show and they're phoning in and they're hearing like like-minded voices and they're, you know, the total echo chamber of that direction. And then he went into how um, universities and colleges, they just cater to the students and they're not places of learning. It's just places to go for the college experience. And they're, you know, they're marketing like the college experience. Like, come and check out our sweet dorm rooms. And like, right. we've got a sweet pool over here. But who cares about the education? It's just like people feel emboldened that it's my right to go to university and get a degree. And you cannot fail me no matter like how poorly I do. 
and I'm here right. for the experience and ready to move on. So people think they're smarter than they actually are. And then they don't trust experts. Like, you know, they, they naturally fear, you know, kind of the egg brained scientific mind. They go, no, like scientists, they don't know nothing. Like, <laughs> right. So I don't know. it's an interesting time. That was really cool. I, I, it's been influencing my perspective over the last, I don't know, few months or whatever. Trying That's to figure out like, oh, where am I actually like getting my information from? How am I actually navigating these things? But it's overwhelming. It it's really overwhelming. is overwhelming. Yeah. 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 But it's uh, it's really nice to be involved with a rollerblading like uh, uh, with a rollerblading like activity, like with yeah. an activity like rollerblading, something that is to me it's still a pure thing like when i just like put my skates on and i'm mm -hmm. just in that zone mm -hmm. um it takes away all the confusion about like what's going on in the world and it's just like this pleasure place where it's just like totally. it's it feels so good because it's separate from it feels separate from politics separate from all the coronavirus economy bullshit it's just like this you're experiencing your body and you're experiencing movement and it's totally. this like it's the most human aspect of my experience it, fe it feels like it's yeah. like it's like and sex it's like everything else just goes away and it's just like the <laughs> right the activity <laughs> totally yeah absolutely and like i mean i don't know i do like let my mind go into those places and wonder like blah 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 but for the most part, like, yeah, rollerblading steers the ship. Like, to me, my life goal is to, like, share what I love, and that's rollerblading by, you know, teaching kids and parents and old folks how to skate and making videos and or just, like, skating for the love of it. But putting it out there, and then it kind of gives me that purpose. So I don't have to worry so much about all the other BS. You'd be like, this is what I'm here to do. Right. So here I go to do it and I'm happy to do it. Yeah, and you've really your your kind your journey in, in skating has been a really interesting one, I think, because you obviously you started off as like an aggressive skater. And yeah. I was actually surprised when when I started noticing you really going into the big wheel stuff. Because you're pretty dedicated to um like wizard uh frames and big wheels. Yeah, that's mostly it seems like you're skating bigger wheels. And, yeah, and not aggressives. <clears throat> so yeah, it's been a while since I've had an aggressive setup. Um, I so did you don't even have an aggressive wheels. setup right now. You're just no, all... like I got some frames in the garage. But <laughs> yeah. you know, half the wheels are on some other piece, you know, like I've parted them out and give them away as other people have needed wheels or whatever. Um, I was so I set up. Um, yeah, so I guess at a certain point, like many years ago, I like, it just hurt to go aggressive skating, like even just sessioning a ledge, like jumping on and jumping off. It hurt my joints. Like, yeah, they didn't feel like there was anything new. And I wasn't like overly inspired. It was fun to go out and see the friends and you know, session a few things, you know, there was enough there keeping me coming back. But I wasn't like inspired in a big way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just got, got sore and I, I don't know, I was looking for something else. Um, and then I, um, I had a pair of those rollerblade 
Fusion, I think maybe X3. They're like the clear boot with the funky liner inside. Yeah. And it had an 80 millimeter frame that was, it wasn't a 243. It was like stretched out a little bit. And I remember taking those to the skate park and being like, oh, wow, it feels like a little bit like I'm skiing. Like I got this long base and I'm locked in and I could skate fast and I could hit a grind or two if I wanted to, but I just more enjoyed skating around. And that kind of took me on that journey. And like, since then it's like been pretty much all that, like I'm aggressive skating. Um, You know, I, if I'm watching skating in general, that's like my favorite to watch. You know, I find it the most entertaining. I love watching um, Alex Broskow or Billy O'Neill just because they can land tricks so cleanly. And the craziest things that you should never be able to land. But I watch it and I see their amazing landings and and, um, all the creativity that goes into it. So I still love it. But, you know, if I go to the skate park with a pair of aggressive skates on, I'll just be doing the same things I'd be doing on my wizard skates. So then I decide I'll just wear my wizard skates every time because that's what I want to wear. And I'm happy with those for sure. Yeah, they're definitely like the, the feeling of it is so much yeah. better. I mean, yeah, I find that the like, speed and the fluidity yeah. and the stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, for me, you know, I enjoy. So I think with aggressive skating, you get more into using the boots and less the wheels in some cases. And I think aggressive skating is changing and more skating is being incorporated into the grinding and whatnot. But generally, you know, you're like using the boots and the frames and you're not really rollerblading. Certainly, you know, they're skating. But I mean, there was a time when I would session rails and just land in grass or land in dirt (laughs) and they're rolling away and then nothing, (laughs) nothing. It was all about grinding. Um, But now it's kind of like, well, I'm, more about the rolling the feeling of wheels under my feet and just skating Um, yeah it's interesting uh, for you especially because it's it's pretty drastic because you did used to like people might not even realize that you used to skate really like long rails really big like kinkers and and stuff and a lot of them were like into grass (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's why it was surprising in the beginning to see oh sean's like really getting into the big wheel stuff it's it was a drastic change from from the sean unwin that i grew up you know watching watching you skate right (laughs) it's interesting so funny yeah yeah and at this point i like have for myself i have basically zero interest in grinding anything (laughs) yeah nothing at all um yeah you know like you still got it though you you can still there was that uh in gig you 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 soul grinded that kinker in the flames jersey yes (laughs) that was crazy that was a good one that was a good one yeah um yeah you know what this year well usually it was like okay once for the last couple of years, it was like once a year, I'm good to go and like grind some rails. Once a year, like one the day annual. a year, that was it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but this year, it didn't even happen. I don't think I grinded yeah. a single thing. Yeah, I mean, I like the option perhaps because I like to think of like skating as like A to B, those are the confines I put on it, and then getting creative in that space. Like, okay, I'm gonna start at the top of the staircase and I'm gonna end down here on the street right and then you know i'll look behind me and say oh maybe i can start further back 
or maybe I can end a little further. But, you know, in between those two points, there's infinite possibilities. Totally. So, you know, I kind of find what works good for my flow. And, you know, if there's a set of stairs, you know, you can jump the stairs, you can roll down the stairs, you can grind the stairs. <laughs> oh, I was getting a little chilly. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> of course. Thank you very much. I love this shirt, by the way. Um, so, you know, I think of it A to B. So the option of being able to grind down a set of stairs, if it presented itself in, you know, that kind of flowing through this space. Yeah. could be kind of cool. But generally, like, you know, when I'm like, you've seen me skate, like, how yeah. slow do I approach a rail? Like, I'm not, I'm not bombing at this thing. And then I'm able to like, jump quickly. I'm like, okay, this is exactly where I'm going to jump on. I'm going to roll at this angle. I'm going to jump. Right. I'm going to lock. I'm going to slide down. So it kills the flow a little bit. Definitely. You know, if I could fly at a rail and do some of the stuff that, I don't know, Danny Beer does or something, then cool. But <laughs> that was never my style. Yeah. Much so more you, calculated. You also teach skating. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's um, like my number one mission for sure wow. in life. Yeah. So you did the certification and all that? I did. Yeah. So I have yeah. like two certifications. Um, I would like to do plenty more for sure, but I have like level one and level two skate IA certifications. Um, so those were like amazing building blocks and a great yeah. foundation. But, yeah. I was um, going to ask years, like it, obviously it, it helped with your teaching abilities to, to get this certification. Yes. Like they, they so, have good methods for teaching beginners and things like that. So I would highly recommend it to like anybody out there in the world. Like if you can take a skate IA certification and um, get that background and become like a qualified instructor, even if you have no, you know, you're not planning on teaching lessons at all, but just for your own sake and understanding of skating, like do it. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, definitely as, yeah, I, I was going to say as a teacher, I feel um, like maybe I kind of found my own way without skate IA, but not really. They're like totally intertwined for sure. Right. But the thing that I fall back on with skate IA is like the fundamentals of breaking down movements. You know, right. they, and very simply, they break it down as balance, rotation, edging, weight transfer. So brew is the acronym. Oh, okay. But, you know, if I see someone doing something and I'm like, I want to teach myself that I look at those components um, but more recently, I've also been looking at pressure application, uh, slightly different than weight transfer. So I'm kind of wrapping my brain about this because, you know, you can shift your weight into one foot or into an edge, but there's also a driving force. You're not just necessarily putting your weight into it. You're putting, you know, you're um, putting muscle into it, so to speak. So there's a bit of a driving force along with an edging, creating a pressure application that does different things than simply a weight transfer and an edging would. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking about this lately. That's why. No, I, I love it. That's so interesting. I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing my best to, to follow you. I sure. can tell that you've really like broken a lot of these concepts down it's interesting. Um, yeah, and yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to hear more about it. So like, um, because I can tell based on your skating and, and the moves that you do, you've conceptualized these things a lot. And you've broke them down. Mm -hmm. um, 
so explain like i don't know like i don't even i don't even fully know where i'm going with this but explain how some of these concepts have like influenced your skating or have how you've applied them to your skating so you know i'm a fan of skating so i'll watch um youtube videos or instagram videos and i'll see something that will stand out to me something that looks unique or whatever and i think okay like i want to be able to put that into my skating and again my skating is you know like a to b like moving through the space in a creative way but you know i can like plug and play different parts if i have a different tool in the toolbox yeah. You know, I, if I'm turning a corner, I can maybe do something a little bit different. So I might pick that up from somebody else. So then generally my process would be to, um, if I don't immediately understand what they're doing, I will, you know, screen record it somehow, and then I'll right. break it down in slow motion. And then I'll look for those parts. I'm like, okay, as he enters this move, yeah, he's rotated this way, you know, maybe he's entering backwards. So he's looking over this shoulder how are his hips turned? Which foot is leading? You know, which edges is he on? Where does it look like his balance is? And I'm like, okay, that's how he enters. You know, and then like, what's the dynamic motion? Like, how is he moving through it? So like maybe um, thinking of like a gazelle, just as yeah. like a general example, the classic gazelle, awesome move. Everyone needs to work on this. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, so watching in the beginning, watching Leon, and Stu and Colin doing their wizard. Remember those wizard moves? The so wizard moves. moves. Skate moves. Skate moves. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. I watched those amazing. on slow motion, like ridiculous. And then I would break it down and write it down in my phone. But so you're taking the gazelle. So in that case, you know, your Leon would say your hips are open to the circle. Basically, right. he's. <laughs> oh my gosh! So okay, imagine <laughs> he's going around the circle counterclockwise. So now yeah. he's rotated, um, going counterclockwise would be rotated to his left. His left foot would be leading the right. His left foot's on the inside edge. His right foot's on the outside edge, right? And then he's going to continue to rotate to his left as the weight transfers from the toes to the heels. Now pressure through the heels as he finishes the rotation and changes the edges from... Um, now his left foot is going to be from the inside to the outside edge. So his edges are flipping essentially to corresponding edges that way. Right. And then different things happen on the finish. Like sometimes there's a counter rotation on the finish. Sometimes he's rotated in, you know, it's always really stylish in skating. And you see this a lot in aggressive skating is the finish in a counter rotated position. Right. Where the hips are turned one way and the shoulders might be turned the other way. So you're like kind of leaving your arms behind your body. If that makes sense. No, it does. The, the does feeling, so. the feeling of, of, as Leon would describe it, catching the gazelle yeah. is such an amazing feeling, you know, and, and, and it's so interesting to hear you break it down because there are so many moving parts that create the feeling of it and the look of just, just a gazelle. I think the gazelle has become like this, iconic movement for wizard skating and so much so so many new maneuvers are are based upon this this gazelle i know Um, it's amazing it's it's so interesting that we just started doing it too like we were skating for what like like over 20 years 
before someone like did a gazelle and kind of defined it and then taught others like it's interesting that the the gazelle is like a new idea and a new movement well it's new to us right but it's a figure skating move is it gazelle is it really is it so in figure skating uh the three turns don't look the same at all the blade is much shorter so you don't have that exaggerated you know rotation and edge to edge feel that you get in a gazelle um, as we know it with like a longer frame and the different stability factors built into like a wizard skate or something but um three turns are you know level one figure skating and it's called a three turn a three turn yeah and it's similar to a gazelle yeah so generally in figure skating it's not a lot of moves are done on two feet so you would have, right. you know, what um, in wizard skating we call like the lions, right? All the one foot three turns. So yeah. that's like figure skating moves, right? And definitely on inline skates, it has a different feel and a different aesthetic, which I absolutely love that isn't necessarily apparent in the figure skating. But yeah, those three turns are all from figure skating. Right. I need to, I need to study more figure skating. Oh, dude, I love it, man. I, I really want to get a pair of those um, inline figure skates. Inline figure skates? Yeah. I don't know. There's like maybe a, a more, um, like a better term for this. I'm not sure exactly how they label these things, but. But they're basically um, like what a figure skater would use if they were interested in inline. They would get. Uh, yeah, right. So, figure inline skates, whatever. Right. It looks like they have like four or five smaller wheels and like. Okay. Kind of a stopper at the toe, and then it's a figure skating kind of boot. Wow, um, interesting. That's so crazy. cool, yeah. Yeah. Why it have I never seen mess- this? <laughs> right? Oh, man, yeah, yeah. I I guess I saw it here and there, like, over the last, whatever, 10 years, something like this. Um, but Instagram's amazing for this sort of thing. So right. something pops up, I see people, you know, ice rinks are closed. Yeah, certainly over the summer and this year in general, like public places like this are all closed. Um, so they were, you know, it was like a push. Well, inline skating in general had a huge push this year. Yeah. So people that were into figure skating, you know, I think moved over to inline figure skating so they could keep up with their passion and their love. And there's all kinds of great videos of, you know, guys and girls. And sometimes they're at like a skate park doing figure skating moves. Not really using the skate park but using it as just a flat ground to mess around but it makes an interesting right. backdrop and kind of yeah. hmm if you had figure you know like what could you do at a skate park with these things would be fun definitely definitely really cool yeah yeah well i have seen i have seen a, a few of those figure skating videos i just didn't really take too much note of their skates because it it does seem like most of them would just mainly be on ice so there wouldn't be a yeah. huge market for like specific inline figure skates but you know as time goes on or maybe as rinks continue to be closed there would be more of a push more of an industry for like figure skating specific skates which is an interesting yeah. thought right yeah I've, I, I was having this thought and and you used to play hockey right yeah so you might be a good person to talk to about this like do you think that it's possible that hockey would ever move to primarily inline hockey 
Like, do you think, mm. I know that they're, I know that NHL yeah. and, you know, nostalgic hockey fans, they're used to the ice and everything, but it just seems so much more economical for, to not have to worry about the ice. Right. And if, and if hockey, if hockey could be, do you think hockey could ever be even faster and more powerful on like the right kind of skates? Interesting. Well, I think a couple things there. Um, I guess maybe this wouldn't necessarily preclude the other. However, you know, a big part of hockey and professional hockey certainly is like getting everybody into a big building and buying tickets. Yeah. So the they have to like keep that side of things, you know. Like, yeah. You know, they have to confine it in some way where they can monetize it by uh, selling yeah. tickets and whatever. But I mean, it have to be I like a derby rink or something, you know. Yeah. They do it in, in ho- it's basically a hockey rink, but without the the ice. Without the ice, up, right? yeah. So I would say hmm, the interaction between wheels and concrete and blades and ice um, is quite a bit different, right? Yeah. The yeah. blades are destroying the ice. You know, the concrete's destroying your wheels. Yeah. The friction forces and all these things are different. So yeah. it's a different game on inline skates. Um, I do think it could be faster on inline skates. Um, there's definitely that possibility. However, the start and stop action that you can do on ice, you know, being able to stop instantly. Like on inline skates, there's no... 100% instant stop move doesn't exist. Right. You know, like, so, yeah, it would be a different game. I think um, ice hockey will stick around for what yeah, it is. Yeah, is that, like, sure. powerful, you know, quick stop, you know, the acceleration that they get, the quick running starts. Ice skates are lighter than inline skates. Right. There's a few factors there to consider. No, but I think the start and stop you know, ability with blades on ice um, is, you know, kind of makes it unique to ice hockey. And right. yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I've only recently purchased a hockey stick. <laughs> Ooh, I never nice. played hockey. Yeah, but yeah. like the feeling of just uh, rolling around with a hockey stick and kind of like controlling a, a ball is so yeah. cool it's such a cool feeling right it's fun it's, <laughs> it's lots so of fun, fun. Yeah. yeah i hardly do it anymore but whenever i do do it i'm like man i should do this more often yeah. and then it's like a few months later i might do it again <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but it's interesting like for me it's such a novel thing it just makes me think like man there are so many possibilities with rollerblading that like oh, we yeah. haven't really explored like even like in terms of the movements, we're really only scratching the surface, which is so exciting. It's infinite. It is totally infinite, which is such an exciting way to look at it. Like there's so many possibilities. It goes, it's infinite possibilities and infinite directions. Right. <laughs> I and love do you, it. Do you write down any of these like movements that you do? Yeah, for sure. And... I do. Um, <laughs> So when I, again, when I'm inspired to learn something new, like there's a breakdown process that goes and then usually, um, well, I mean, it depends. It might take me like a few months, a couple years sometimes to really nail something down. But if it's something I'm somewhat familiar with, you know, maybe I go practice it for one day and then certainly I might not do it to the level as whoever inspired me to do it, 
but I can do it in my own way that I can kind of plug it into my own skating. Um, and then, yeah, I definitely like try and write these things down because, you know, when we're out filming a video. Um, you know, I'm more excited when I have like those little things in my brain and I need like notes just to remember even what I was thinking about the day before. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> Is it ever challenging to like write it down? Like, uh, I, I have this thing, like, when I write um, trick ideas, a lot of the big wheel stuff, it's, like, hard. It's challenging just to write it down. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the things, a lot of the movements don't have, like, a clear kind of name to it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to make up terms just for yourself That's... so you can kind of remember what you were thinking Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Totally. So, yeah, I make up my own names. That's, like, enough to... So I know what I'm thinking. So in like the last video that we put out, me and Alex, um, there was a move like, do you know um, uh, Nico Torelli? No. Have you seen him? So uh, he's like my favorite skater to watch right now. Okay. And yeah, he just like an Instagram clip. He did some really cool stuff that I can like kind of do every once in a while. But like, Ni sorry, Nico Torelli. Nico Torelli. Yeah. Okay. Dude is amazing. Everyone out there, like, go check out Nico Torelli. He just started a YouTube channel. He does, like, long flow skates. Um, so it was a really good Instagram. And, yeah, his skills are unreal. I could talk about him all day long. But he's, like, he's got, like, slides and drifting down both directions so well that he can just, like, bust it out and, you know, wherever it's, a, like, I don't know. When I try and slide, I feel like I need to set this up. Like, I need to plan this out. I can't just like happen to about it. He, um, but he'll, you know, coming down, um, uh, maybe like a, like a handicap ramp that turns 90 degrees. He'll be able to like in a small space, you know, hit a slide and control it around the corner and drop back down and then wow. drift it the other way. And he does the best drifty gazelles. Amazing. Sweet. So he's going fakey into a nice fakey slide drifty and then gazelles so nice wow um yeah amazing so he had this move where he would go uh front outside lion yeah uh, and then so it was going forward to backwards and now he would drop to a back double outside lion <laughs> I, I don't know that's what, going back to your point this is like so hard to like put words to these moves Right. But say the way I do it is I cross over my right foot over my left. I'm on the outside edge. I, you know, I whip that around to backwards. I put my left foot down on the outside edge and then my right foot kicks around and then that'll like flip me around to forward. And sometimes I can do like a double three turn and go backwards to backwards on it. Like he does. Um, so anyways, I practiced that move called it the Nico Torelli. So I like could remember what I was doing and then, I don't know, kind of do that in a few of my lines in the last video. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like um, it, it's funny because we're like the el kind of the elders in Dude, in we're skating. so old. But at the same time, like there's all this wizard shit, like like you even just trying to explain it. It's, it's like it's like kids, like it's low level communication. I feel like in the future, yeah. like if we had been skating wizards 
or doing that style of skating this entire time, we would probably have like a, a language developed that we could communicate like more clearly about about each move. Like you know right. how like jujitsu players they can speak to each other. No one will understand what the hell they're talking about, but they can go really deep into like the movements and everything is defined and has a name and is like a, a language associated with it, right? We're only starting to develop this new language. So we're kind of fumbling around, like trying to describe it and like use our hands, right? <laughs> I know. All right. People are going to be listening to this. And I'm like showing what's going on. No, it's man. cool. But it is it's, interesting that yeah. it, we're just, we're kind of just children, right? Trying to figure all this stuff out. It's totally. just, it's interesting. <laughs> well, that's like, it's exciting. Fun. You know? Yeah, totally. Like <laughs> the novelty is so important. Like, yeah. Having something new to do or try is so important. Like, yeah. like, you know, I think, you know, if you could do just one trick, you only had one trick you could do, but if you could find, you know, a gazillion different places to do that one trick, then you can kind of fulfill that novelty. Right. But if you have like a confined space, you know, you have to keep coming up with more and more tricks because otherwise you're just doing the same thing over and over again. It's I think, true. Yeah. Yeah. I think in, that's actually something I think aggressive skating and slalom skating have in common where the space is more defined, you know, in solemn skating, more defined than aggressive skating because you have a set of cones and, you know, your creativity flows through that space and different ways you can move through the cones. Right. Uh, whereas aggressive skating, you could say like you have a grind box as an example. And then, you know, you can't just do soul grinds all day. You got to come up with different ways to grind, you know, and create around that space. And it makes right. for like a super technical sport, you know, slalom skating, aggressive skating are both so technical. Figure skating would kind of fall into that too. You're on a defined space. You're in a rink, you know, you can't just skate circles all day long. You know, you got to move around it in different ways and Utilize jump around that space. be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but rollerblading in general, like, you know, here in Calgary, we're so lucky, dude, you got to come to Calgary. I know. It's it, so the spots it here looks are incredible. like incredible, dude. Well, yeah. So the, you could literally just have one trick and just skate <laughs> every different place around the city and be like perfectly content. Yeah, it looks like it looks like you don't even need to do tricks. You can just skate around your, right. your city, and it's just like exactly. all just varying objects, and it looks incredible. Yeah. I well, you've been come, here yeah. many times. But I have, and, and it changed. looks like it's grown and changed a lot. It looks like yeah. There are the classic spots, of course. Um, of course, yeah. But there, it looks like there's a lot of new stuff, a lot of really interesting architecture. Yeah, well, Calgary's like kind of sort of lucky. becoming a city, which um, is kind of cool. You know, it's there's a lot of people here, and it yeah. takes up a lot of space. But it was always kind of lacking that urban culture, you know, kind of the city atmosphere. Certainly, you it know, was pretty you go spread to Calgary. Out, you mean? Yeah, it's very spread yeah. out. You know, people live, you know, they people generally work downtown, um, but they live as far away as they can get kind of thing. So the city yeah. just sprawls. Yeah. Um, you know, the good thing about that is there's pathways all over the city. So skating the trails is absolutely amazing. 
mm-hmm. but you don't have that urban center and that kind of urban energy right. that you'd get in Vancouver or something. Um, but yeah. it's starting to happen. It's kind of exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. And with that, lots of interesting new stuff to skate. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Has, um, has skating grown in Calgary? Is there, are there more people skating? Yeah. This year in general has been really good. It's been incredible. Like, um, for many years, um, I would lead all the group skates and do this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but now that I have two kids and way too much family stuff, I'm like, no, I like, I'll tap out of that one and I'll be back in a couple years and don't worry, I'm not going anywhere, (laughs) but for now, like, I'll come out when I can, but it won't be that often. Right. Um, but there's like a whole new crew that have like taken it over and you know, they'll have big group skates, the Wednesday night skates where they meet at the skate parks are happening. You know, wow. people are getting back into it and the roller skate and rollerblade communities have kind of like become one. That's good. Certainly. Yeah. It's amazing. And there's like yeah. girls that are into skating. That's great. <laughs> I know. There was never any girls skating when we no. were growing up, <laughs> but now like I go and it could be half girls. Wow. Half guys, half girls at a skate park session. That's so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. And you know, some of them are on roller skates, some of them are inline skates and same with the guys is kind of a mix there too. Yeah. That's awesome. But everyone's come together over just the love of skating. It's really, yeah. really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah you know, Calgary's I, killing it. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the unity between roller skaters and rollerbladers are, is a good, a really good thing. There oh, was yeah. a time when there wasn't that unity. I no, mean, just, I know. you know, you go back just five years. I feel like there wasn't that unity. No, I, I like it, it feels I like feel a new thing. Way. I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. Like, uh, in my mind, you know, there was a time when I started seeing roller skaters show up at millennium skate park. So that's the big central skate park here in Calgary. Yeah. And I was just blown away. Like, heck like roller skaters are here so and i remember like trying to start conversations and talk about skating and talk about skates and stuff and it felt like it was going nowhere like i was just being totally like shut out and rebuffed i'm like okay like (laughs) i'll move on sorry (laughs) but you know i was excited more than anything because it was new and it was cool and whatever um and then it kind of felt like there was um like it's not tension exactly, but it just felt like there was nothing bringing us together and the roller skaters were happy doing their thing and we were doing our thing. But yeah, over probably, like you said, the last five years or something like this, um, it's become a regular thing where, you know, our Wednesday night skate at the skate park is 50-50 roller skates and roller blades and it's one crew together. Yeah. Like it don't just happen to be there at the same day. It's like, no, we all plan to be there to skate together. It's really cool. It is cool. It it's probably all because of Estrogen, and because she's uh, dating a role letter. It's probably Dude, all because yeah. of that. So it's yeah, I did hear that. That's really cool. Um, so <laughs> and she Estrogen did, uh, talks about role letters, and she does she really commu- she she was on Jump Street podcast. Oh, I feel what? like oh, yeah. it's I'm all behind. because of Estrogen. That's cool. Oh man, I bow down to Estrogen. 100%. <laughs> I saw that Bones like bones bearings edit like edit. whatever oh 10 God. years ago and i was like that was insane I was, yeah. yeah i was like this is crazy <laughs> yeah 
it was so cool. It was like her own style, totally shredding, hardcore. It was so impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So That's, cool. She, yeah, she has a lot to do with it. Um, For sure. And I met her once here in Calgary. They did like nice. a roller skate clinic. Um, yeah. And I couldn't really show up for much of it, but I wanted to support the event. So I like paid the money and showed up for like 15 minutes at the end of the two day <laughs> clinic yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, but I get to say hi to Estrogen. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, and then randomly, um, I was on, um, was it? It was the, I was like my first Zoom call ever. So like right at the beginning of quarantine, but Colin Martin put together like a meeting of the minds so he could do one of his presentations. Like Colin Martin, by the way, he's another guy that we should talk about. But it was like Estrogen, Cameron Talbot, Eugen Ennin. Whoa. Um, and myself and Colin on this Whoa. call. And he was breaking oh. down his coil theory. It was incredible. I still so, don't understand it completely. <laughs> like, I was trying so hard for quite a while to kind of like figure out how to do this. Like his, um, his like cat 180. Do you know this move? Cat 180. Yeah. So the idea being like the way a cat can kind of correct its body in the air by twisting like one half and then like creating rotation from there. Right. Sort of makes sense. It's really hard to explain, but, um, you know, he would do, so he would launch straight into the air with no rotation. Yeah. And then he would kind of like twist one way and then back the other way. I don't know. He would like twist and then unwind. That's what it was. Whoa. Yeah. Like Sorry. I can't explain it much better. Um, he has a few videos on his Instagram. He but, needs, he needs to make like a full, like what is coil theory, uh, full tutorial for YouTube. Definitely. He totally he needs to do this. that. I would, yeah. That's exactly what he needs to do. So that way I can watch it over and over again. Study it. And write my notes, watch it in slow motion, and then maybe one day I can do it. It's pretty incredible. That is interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, the thing I love so much about skating is that it, it is like a um, like an undiscovered land. Like, there's, yeah. there's so many hidden ideas within it to be mined like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we don't know yet and that's what makes it so fun it's like right yeah totally yeah absolutely <laughs> like cat 180 this is <laughs> wait till we get there but there, it's, right. it's it's interesting seeing like for me like you know my joy of skating is you know getting out and skating and trying to get into that flow state and getting that you know exuberant feeling of uh just being fully in the moment you know and, and using speed and challenge to get myself there and doing different things um but i just steal everything from other people you know like that's okay people like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't bother me any like every once in a while maybe i'll come up with something different but not very often everything is stolen from somebody else but you make something new by maybe putting like a move I stole from Todd and then a move I stole from Joey and I put them together and now I've got right. something different. Something new. Yeah. Yeah. Taking two pieces that, that you stole and merging them in yeah. a new way. Oh, totally. That's yeah. the name of the game. 
Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, absolutely infinite. Yeah, it's amazing. Love do you skating. Ever, do you ever think about the future? Like, what do you, do you, um, do you see yourself skating for a long time? I do, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, um, I don't get hurt. Like, you know, I keep my feet fairly close to the ground. I might like jump off things here and there, but very calculated. And I've worked really hard on my landing technique, like my yeah. jumping and landing. I spent like a good, at least a year just focusing on jumping and landing. And so now I can skate without my knees hurting, rarely taking falls, not really getting injured. Wow. So yeah, there's no like end in sight. Like I'll be skating for a real long time for sure. That's exciting. That's good I to mean, hear. Oh yeah, yeah. Same with you, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah, and that's that is the plan. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give up on it. It's no. too much fun. It's way too much and, fun. Yeah. And like I don't know, it's my duty is to like get out there on the blades and <laughs> teach people and share what I love and get more people into it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you and Alex, that Alex is kind of your main uh, filming buddy. Yeah. hundred percent. So you guys um, do all the, all the flow videos. Yeah. Task. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was great. Like, so when I started making the videos, I was GoPro on the end of like telescopic handle and filming myself skate around. Yeah. Bill Stoppard style, like props to Bill Stoppard, total inspiration. <laughs> um, then one day Alex is like, hey, Sean, I think I could follow you with my camera. And then I remember the first time we went out skating, I'm skating along. And then I'm like, there's no way Alex is like, can keep up with this. And I look behind me and he's right there. Whoa. <laughs> he's been right there the whole time. He's never missed a thing. <laughs> nice. He like fell once and launched a camera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Like, it's pretty cool to be able to get out there and skate the way that I do and be able to get it captured. Cause it's not easy. Definitely. No, Alex is like it's amazing skater. Yeah. Um, and he likes to film. So man, fun for me. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why the videos are so successful is because it's almost fun to watch just cause you feel like you're like rolling with you, you know? Right. Which yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's an underrated kind of aspect of, of skate videos is that that feeling of motion that you can give the viewer, you know? Oh yeah. Like you, I could be watching you and I, I'm rolling right with you as a right. viewer. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like we're and it's, and it's shots that like used to cost a million dollars with dolly setups and all this, but you know, filmers are at such a high level of in skating yeah. themselves that they can they can capture it like pretty easily for them yeah i know it's really cool to see people f coming from you know the rollerblade world that have made amazing careers for themselves you know filming videos and editing and in that side of things it's really cool it's interesting like you yeah. see like someone like vinnie mittens like kind of the pinnacle of that example yeah where the human dolly the human dolly yeah and lots of the stuff he does when he's just running along. <laughs> that dude's amazing. Um, he's not even on skates. And yeah, he can do some of that stuff. But it's really cool. Yeah, it's like if I didn't have Alex, you know, if we weren't working together making the videos, uh, it would not come close to being the same thing. It's right. really cool. 
yeah, this like skater filmer tandem is kind of an interesting thing in our world. Like yourself and Joey, um, like the Kelsos. Uh, I think like Adam Johnson and um, uh, Alex Broskow. Yeah. There's like been some really cool like filming skating duos over the years. Definitely. And it comes yeah. through when there's like a a relationship with between the filmer and the skater. You can kind of feel mm. that that bond and that like knowledge of of how the person skates and the best way to capture it. Did you watch Devotion with Leon Humphreys? No, I haven't seen that. It's I highly recommend it. Um I love Leon Humphreys though, yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite videos of the last decade. It's it's so good. It's it's all Leon um, and his filmer buddy. Um, sorry, his name is, is slipping me. Um, but uh, the end product is so good. It's so special for that reason. It just, I don't know. You can tell that they've been skating together for decades. You know? Really? That, oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to see that for sure. Knowledge that comes through. Um. Uh, um, I was gonna say like uh, and in Oigan and um, his brother, I think it's his brother. It's, like maybe is it's it his brother? Are you thinking of Nils? Oigen. There's Nils, Nils Jansen. I know his brother films him a lot. Oh really? Okay. No, I was yeah, thinking. Maybe. I was thinking of like Oigan Ennen. Um, this is brother. I think it's on? maybe his brother films him stuff. But they definitely like there's some chemistry between him and whoever he films with for sure just the way you're saying it yeah and nils i didn't know that but man nils anything he does like <laughs> yeah, i want to see it he's absolutely amazing yeah incredible man there's so many people there is yeah it's true yeah i really like watching the um blader dads on instagram the blader dads <laughs> yeah it's so cool like it is tracy cool, white yeah. Yeah, you see him out with his two girls, and like they're out shredding around, and he's got fun little teeter totters and little ramps and boards to roll on, just out in front of their house, and they're having a great time. Or recently, I've seen like Richard Johnson skating with his daughter. Yeah, and his daughter's gonna be amazing. She's gonna be so good at skating. She's already got like really good style and can skate well. Um, Jaron Grob. Yeah, uh, and his, his son, son yeah. the monster and little monster. Little monster. <laughs> <laughs> that is so combo. cool to see. The yeah, monster. It's so cool it. to see. We definitely. Need, I I want to see more kids skating. Yeah. I love watching like young kids skate. You're right. It's I do so too. cool. So yeah, inspiring. And um, yeah. when you go to the ski hill, I love like you know you sitting on the chairlift going up and you're watching people come down the run and then you see like those little kids that are just <laughs> shredding down the hill it's so inspiring that I is love cool it. yeah yeah do you, um, do you ski um uh, i do but not as much as i couldn't really call myself a skier i have yeah, the yeah. ability i'm definitely yeah. i should be skiing a bit more this year now that my son is like at the age where he's going to be skiing and i really want to take him out and yeah. literally my house is in the perfect location. Like right up the hill this way, there's the ski hill. Oh, and wow. then like a few blocks away, there's the ski hill. And then a few blocks the other way, there's a skate park. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, a, it's a small, you know, 
hill, not skiing in the mountains or anything, but it'll be but fun to take per- my son up there. That's perfect for kids to start out on. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It has a little T-bar or something? Uh, it's got a few chairlifts, and I think they start the little yeah. ones out on, like, I think they call it, like, a magic carpet. Okay. Like a little conveyor belt that they stand on and oh, yeah, yeah. take them up to the top <laughs> of a little slope, and then they practice going down. Yeah. That nice. sort of thing. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my son actually is in one of the skate um, classes that I'm teaching right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. It's like a that dream come so true. That is so cool. So yeah. you actually teach like full classes. Yeah. Yeah. So normally this time of the year, you know, I'd be um, teaching at schools around town. So I'd be going to elementary school here for a couple of weeks and then over to this high school and running skate programs as part of their phys ed. Um, but we're shut out of the schools at this point. Um, but I have my own classes that I teach that are still going on. Actually, I think as of today, they're going to be shut down for a couple of weeks, but whatever, sure. they'll come back. Yeah. Um, and one of these is like a learn to skate program that my son's in. So it's pretty That's cool. Sweet. I feel super proud every time he's out there, he can That's get around so on cool. the blades and I don't know, can't help myself. So like how many kids are we talking? So, in the Learn to Skate program, there's only two. Um, there were more people signed up, but people dropped out. Right. So I think it'll pick back up, but that's cool with me. Yeah. And then um, in my, like, uh, the Skate Club program, we have 13. That's amazing. So, well, and, and the trouble is we can only have, like, including the instructors, we can only have 15 kids at the moment. And I'm in like a small space, so I do that. And then I teach like some other private lessons. I have um, a group, so uh, a couple. They're in their like 50s and 60s. Um, Had done like a little bit of skating before this year, but like really got into it this year. And they're totally hooked on it. Wow. It's so fun to watch. Yeah. That is. They're loving it so much. Yeah. It's cool. Shout out to Paul and Julie. Yeah. Just That's getting so into cool. it. They're just like cool, rad people. They like to ride motorbikes and yeah. try new things. Um, <laughs> nice. But they've, yeah, they've got totally hooked on skating. So they've gotten so good over this past year. Yeah. It's really fun. Stories like that are so inspiring. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be inspiring for you to watch people kind of learn and progress. Oh, I love your it. Your tutelage. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I... Um, well, I guess for me, the greatest joy is like sharing in their excitement. Right. Does that makes sense. They'll be like, wow, Sean, I can do it. And I'm like, yes, yes, you yeah. can do it. This is amazing. Exactly. Go for it. Um, that would be so and, energizing. You know, totally. And with the kids, you get the full blast of like amazing energy. Like, wow, I can't believe I did this. And you get some of that with the older students, but they... But it's kind of fun to be able to kind of talk things over. Um, Because I'd be like, okay, this is, you know, here are the steps. Here's what I want you to try. Here's what it looks like. Give it a go. And then they'll be like, hmm, like, they're able to kind of talk it out with you a little bit more. So I'm able to, like, better conceptualize these different skills that we might be working on. Right. So that's always rewarding, too, is just to be able to, like, okay, like, talk skating. You know, they come from a different background. They kind of you know like for us skaters like we see everything as a skate spot in like skating world 
Um, yeah. And, you know, if they come from a different background, you know, they're putting it into a different um, frame of reference. So like Paul and Julie, they ride motorbikes. So they're always like, oh, it's kind of like this on a motorbike. Right. So you kind of get a little different perspective on it. I really enjoy that. Relate that kind of weight distribution and turning. Totally. And, yeah. Right. You have exactly. to understand kind of where the person's coming from so you can kind of yeah. relate so like it one to good past e- experience. Right. Yeah. And so one good example of that was um, just doing a regular old heel break. And so yeah. I'm trying to talk about like, you know, you apply the brake, you know, kind of slowly, like you're not putting all your force into it. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, it's like a gradual application, just like on my motorbike. Um, I forget the words he used exactly, but he like put it perfect where it's, you know, a gradual pressure into the brake. It was cool. Right. So you it wouldn't just punch it. I never it. thought of. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't punch you can't it. You can just like, like hammer on the brakes. You're not yeah, going to stop. Like a you're slow. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to go flying out the windshield. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be me on a motorbike, by the way. <laughs> right. Climbing on the brakes and like flying over. I can't like it's really hard for me to coordinate my hands and like my rest of my body. Well, I don't know, like my legs and my arms, for instance. Like dancing is really hard. <laughs> Riding a bike, I'm not very good at it. Like I'm definitely the guy that would like turn way too sharp and fly over the handlebars or something. That's funny. Yeah. Do you uh so you don't mountain bike or anything like that? No, no, it definitely oh. scares me. Yeah. It scares the heck out of me. Yeah. How about you? Do you mountain bike? Not regularly. No. It's a Kamloops thing for sure. Um yeah, this is we're a very hilly territory, but about 10 years ago, I got really loaded up at Jody's uh Joey's house. He okay. he lives up on on a hill or he lived up on a hill. And at the end of the night, I was like, how the hell am I going to get home? Right. Because we're both way too drunk to drive. And he's like, dude, just use my bike. <laughs> and I hadn't ridden a bike for a, <laughs> at least 20 years. Like for oh, real, no. I hadn't even been oh, on no. a bike and I was just hammered. And I rode his bike all the way home, like all like big hills. And yeah. I somehow made it home. I feel like, um, I'm naturally really good on a bike. I oh, went wow. up my, uh, I went to my wife's brother's bachelor party and we went up to some peaks in the summer and went mountain biking, like down the ski hills. They had a, you can bring your mountain bike on the chairlift and yeah. go up to the top. And there's like a huge, like, it's pretty incredible. Just like, like a biking skate park all the way down this mountain pretty epic but i was a little nervous at the beginning of the at the beginning because i i'm i have very limited experience so i rented this like a pretty good bike with shock absorption and everything and i got into it and it was actually really easy and i was just like keeping up with everyone i I don't know how i did it i think it's i don't know yeah it's a natural thing yeah like don't get me wrong like i can ride a bike but like, um, so this year, you know, my son learned to ride his bike, you know, as did your son, very exciting time. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like getting out a little bit and, uh, my wife's family, they're really into mountain biking. So I went and met up with them at like a small bike park here in town. And so yeah. they brought a bike along for me and it was like 
one of those super amazing mountain bikes with like, yeah, the shocks and it felt so cool to be on it. Um, but yeah, it probably took me like 10 minutes before I like fully flipped over on the bike. Like I think I was trying to go, it was like a, like a little pyramid, just an up and down, no flat on top. And I was just trying to like lift up the front wheel as I like went up and then back down. But then I missed the down and my head on the side and I flipped right off the bike. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm terrible. I can't do it. That's funny. I would way rather yeah, have the wheels on my feet. That's like, so funny. And actually, I have a philosophy about this. You want to hear this? Sure. Okay. So I feel like in human movement, there's like different levels to it. Okay. So to me, like level one would be um, like parkour, running, yoga, that sort of movement. Okay. And then I feel like level two is rollerblading where you're strapping something onto your body and it's becoming part of your body and you're using it as part of your body. And then like level three would be like skateboarding, biking, where you're more like operating a machine that's like separate from you. Right. And certainly I know that those guys that are really into it, you know, they become part of what they're doing in a way too. But uh, to me, you know, there's it's a little bit more of a machine than it is kind of a tool. Definitely. You, you are, you're an operator of yeah. a bike, you, right. you know, um, or even a, like a skateboard or yeah. a scooter, whereas yeah. a, like skates are up there, a part of you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you like, you know, with a bike, you have like the mechanical advantage of being able to, um, you know, shift gears and, you know, like pedaling, you know, we're skating, you know, it's all driven um, from your own body. I suppose skateboarding and scootering have that in common, but because it's not attached, it feels a little bit different. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And you're, it's like more object manipulation. Yeah. You're manipulating an object. You're not really, you don't really manipulate your skates. You move your body. Right. It's a different. Well put. Yeah. I like that. That's philosophy. Exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly we're all going for the same feeling in the end. So, you know, it's kind yeah, of silly to draw movement. lines between them, but I do see differences. For know. sure. Yeah. Moving your body, adding skates, getting onto a bike or a a scooter or a skateboard or getting in a car. It's not, you know, you can't compare it to rollerblading. No, but you can compare driving a car to riding a bike. It's very similar. You're sitting yeah. on a machine, on a, on a machine, on a vehicle. Right. Rolling. Yeah. And you're operating exactly. that vehicle. Perfect. Exactly. I mean, with a bike, you're, you're putting your kinetic energy into it. You're pedaling. Whereas on a yeah. car, you're just pressing a, a pedal, but it's it's much more similar. Yeah, I think than so. It is different. Yeah, you have that mechanical advantage. There's something there. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what other how else you can draw it together, but yeah, I think it's more. Um, you know, if you have a bike, it's less parkour than it is driving a car. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's more to that side of the spectrum if I was drawing it on a spectrum. You got right. parkour, you got cars. Biking is closer to a car than it is parkour. 
Whereas like rollerblading would be closer to parkour than it would be driving a car. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. It's like a group. Right. It's like yeah. lump the, the like objects together. Yeah. <laughs> dancing is, is closer to rollerblading. Right. Then yeah, dancing yeah, yeah. is like, to biking. Dancing is definitely level one. For sure. Yeah. Um, which is why rollerblading is so expressive. I mean, you can express things that you, on a bike or a skateboard, that you can't express on rollerblades in the object manipulation realm. But if you take away the object manipulation and it's just what your body is doing, then rollerblading is closer to dancing. Dancing is like the ultimate moving your body art, right? Yeah. Um, Definitely. I, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I, there was a time in my life when I was like trying to break dance. <laughs> like the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. It's, so it's incredibly hard. hard. Riding a bike and learning, or sorry, uh, riding a bike is also hard for me, but no, um, uh, break dancing and like trying to speak another language so hard very hard yeah yeah it's a life goal probably not break dancing <laughs> you should <laughs> learn break dancing <laughs> yeah it would I be would a, it would be a great accompanying skill to to rollerblading oh definitely it would uh, make you a better rollerblader yeah for sure oh man that reminds me of brian bell right his videos like, always, always had break dancing in them yeah it, it was so, all yeah breaking graph fighting and fighting. rollerblading rollerblading <laughs> it was their videos were so good so good and girls i love those ones yeah um so do you remember street dwellers yeah those videos yeah so i think maybe street dwellers 2 is coming out or maybe this was like the like mdr like making dreams reality my daily routine maybe it was before street i can't remember exactly but there was a time when brian bell um his phone number was in daily bread magazine his phone number his personal yeah phone they're like <laughs> brian bell you know in the disinformation section yeah and i would read those things cover to cover inside and out and in the disinformation they're like brian bell has a new video out like if you want to order it give him a call Here's give his phone number call. that's amazing yeah. and i yeah. so i phoned him yeah um and there was no answer, so I'm like, okay, like, darn, like, sh shucks, whatever. I was probably a little bit nervous, too, so it's probably a bit of a relief. <laughs> and then an hour later, my phone rings. Oh, shit. And I pick up the phone. He's like, hey, like, somebody from this phone number called me. And I'm like, Brian Bell? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and we talked for, like, an hour. It was amazing. Wow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, you got to order the new video. He's like, smoke some weed and listen to the music and watch it sync up. And, like, you got to order these CDs. And I'm like, okay, like, how do I order this? Like, go to the liquor store and get a money order and send it this way. And I'm like, ah. money order? Yeah. I'm like, I can't go to the liquor store. I'm not old enough for this. Like, you got to figure this out. Eventually, I figured it out and ordered the video. Wow. Um, and, oh, and this was kind of after um, the Battle My Crew VG. And there was, like, the 619 section in there. Yeah, and there was like a few clips, like this huge 540 and some other, like a couple real nice lines by this guy, and I didn't know who it was, but I thought maybe it was Brian Bell. So I was like asking him, like, "Hey, like, 
you know, these tricks are really sick. I don't know if maybe I asked him who it was or if it was him. He's like, no, man, that's Chris Happy. This kid's going to be amazing. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's the first I heard of Chris Happy. He skated in K2s and had like yeah. the San Diego, like the SD San Diego Padres hat, I guess it would be. So I kind of thought it was this Brian Bell, but it turned out to be Chris Happy. Yeah. So he told me about Chris Happy. It was fun. Wow. That was Brian Bell. Rest in peace, man. That guy is. Yeah. Legend. He was a, such a legend. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. impact that he had in his videos. Like, yeah, he did. Really inspired us big time. Totally. Just making dreams reality. Yeah. Just wow. Well, with so many people you'd never necessarily heard of doing amazing things that you'd never seen before and then like so much personality mixed in yeah it was just like <laughs> fun and creative yeah they were very unique worlds that you would enter like these right. like totally. making dreams reality they were so gangster and so so street and just yeah. like the such cool music that you had never heard and yeah it was like a yeah. whole nother world totally yeah i still listen to music that was introduced to me by those videos yeah 100 percent. yeah and some of the skaters lyle shivak comes to mind i don't know so many legends yeah from that like southern california san diego area just amazing brian style. bell dang yeah. that's one that bummed me out when i heard brian bell passed yeah really bummed me out yeah 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 he phoned me that one day Wow. I won't forget. Told yeah. me about Chris Happy. Yeah. We're lucky <laughs> to, to still be here and still Yeah. We get to experience what's to come. I think some Super interesting lucky. things are still yet to come. Yeah. And like we haven't had any like in our circle there hasn't been any major tragedies, you know? We've been lucky. We've been super lucky. Like, we haven't, like, you know, we've been to weddings, and, you know, some of our friends that got married maybe have gotten divorced or whatever, but we haven't been to any funerals. No. So, I feel super lucky for that. Yeah, like we My gotta, life in general has been... Yeah. We got to uh, have the Eisler Q reunion. Oh, dude, I know. In, like, 20 yeah. years. I, uh, yeah. And we'll I, go to um, Richie Eisler's dad's house. <laughs> I know. His parents must like, they were super cool and super forgiving. Yeah. But yeah, they must have like hated us by the end. Oh my God. How could they not? I know. Because they never did. Like they've always been cool, but my God, the shit that went down at Richie Eisler's basement. <laughs> but just like, 20 random kids like in the middle of the night coming in and out and <laughs> drinking wine from their basement and yeah. I don't know stinking, what we did stinking Stinky. really oh bad. my god the smell <laughs> dude you remember that one where uh, we were skating that rail like over the side of like Wascana Lake or whatever it was like a real dirty stinky man made lake at least that's the kind of vibe we got. And yeah. there was that guy out on like a, a wind, like a, what is it called? Uh, Windsurf board? Wind sail? Or... Yeah, wind sail. He's kind of like sailing on board. surfboard. Yeah. 
And then we all roll up and like chant like a word that we don't say anymore (laughs) until he falls over and then cheer. (laughs) Oh, God. I do remember that. That was legendary. (laughs) Wow. Not for him. I feel bad for him. But for us, it was was just just an epic moment. Jumping into like, he was finding where they can jump off into the dirty lake. <laughs> Such good times. Such good times. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember um, the first time we met? Was it? Were you? I remember you came to Kamloops. Yeah. Like so just ago. like a, maybe a weekend before that, in Calgary for the cat that was at. Um, uh, the stampede okay yeah do you remember this one i got a few memories i do i have some memories because i remember the cat and i remember you coming to camelops i couldn't remember which was first whether you came to camelops first or whether we we met you at cat first yeah so we met at cat first okay in calgary at the stampede okay the canadian aggressive tour yeah just getting started i think the year before they had an event in Vancouver that was like televised on TV and for sure Joey and Jordan Coles were, you know, on the outdoor life network. Were you in there yeah. too? I you wasn't on TV, yes? but I was at that. I was at that okay. event. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I actually was, did my very best to make it out to that event, but my parents in the end didn't want me to go. I, I don't know. I was young and traveling by myself out to Vancouver just seemed like a bad idea to them. <laughs> yeah. That didn't end up happening. But um, the next year in Calgary, we all met. That was like the beginning. That's where we met, you know, Richie Eisler. Yeah. Met the Kamloops connection. That was, yeah, a lot of the uh, the Canadian role butters, we all met for the first time yeah. at those events. Kind of... People from Alberta and BC. and Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, like, certainly Richie Eisler, Dan Varen, um, you know, like yourself, Dana Beaver, yeah, uh, Joey, um, Reese Garcia from Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was there. I don't know if Nima was there. Chris Nima was so. there. He was um, there for that one. Okay, maybe not. Sorry, maybe not in Calgary. I know he was at the Edmonton one. Because there was okay. one at Calgary and one in a Walmart parking lot in Edmonton. And I know right. Nemo was at that one. Yes. Well, the year after is when they had them in the Walmart parking lots. So okay. that might have been the year after, I wonder. But I didn't make it to the Edmonton one because... So after the Calgary event, we all meet. Um, California Todd was there. I yeah. remember that clear as day. California Todd, you had the like... Yeah, wear my Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt, shirt on. Yeah. yeah. Dana Beaver in the like oxygen argons i'm gonna yeah. guess you had bauer civilities or something close that you got the color right i had sci fives sci fives so, so okay. they were like the pale green yeah yeah um yeah we met and we went for like a little street skate and then i got dana beaver's phone number because i was going to be in kamloops like the next week so my family Sweet. came to lethbridge or from from lethbridge to calgary to the contest and then we we're going to go out to vancouver for like our family vacation. So we stopped in Kamloops and then that's when like we met up for that one epic day of skating. I remember that day and I remember you Me just too. killing all of our spots. <laughs> I was like soul grinding like a madman that day. Yeah. 
you were hitting all these huge rails. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. So in that time, I would like transition from like Royale being my safety trick. Cause I was just like wearing out my skates so fast, like Royaling everything. So I was like, no, I got to like soul grind. So I had to like commit to learning soul grinds. But yeah, that was so much fun. That yeah, was a you, great day. You had fifth elements, right? I did. Yeah. Bravo. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Another things I remember too is, um, I feel like there was like a kiosk or like a little convenience store kind of underneath. So, you know, you know, I think maybe you call it the stadium, but I think it's like maybe where the Kamloops Blazers play, but there's like that double set of stairs and a few ledges below. Yeah. The Coliseum, the Coliseum. And then yeah. there's that big staircase that comes down. Yeah. Um, the train and I feel bridge. like there was like, it goes over yeah, okay, the, yeah. the train. Exactly. That one. Yeah. And then there was like maybe a little kiosk or something under there or beside it somehow. There was a little we... ice cream parlor. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if it would have been there when when you were there, but yeah, scoops with a Z. Maybe that's scoops what it was. ice cream parlor. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I don't have this right. But anyways, what I remember is we went there and got like Jolt Cola, like the super caffeine, like <laughs> terrible tasting cola drink. Yeah. We got those and we went skating some more. Damn. That nice. was a good day. That was an yeah. epic day. That was so fun. Yeah. I think there's uh, some footage of that in Under Canadian Skies. I think so. I feel yeah. like we've made it into one of you guys' videos. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. soul. I think you did Soul to Farve on the Hospital Kinker. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like hospital. Soul and then switched up to Back Farve, kind of probably right at the end of the rail when, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that whole area is completely different now. They totally renovated the hospital, and that cool. obviously that kinker's not there anymore. Um, is there some more good stuff though? Um, not maybe. I mean, it's just such a quick bust that oh, okay. we don't we don't usually skate the hospital. Yeah, um, it's not really a go to or anything. Right. Um, yeah, but it's interesting looking at those old videos and watching how your city has changed, like how the architecture has changed. There's a lot of stuff that we've hit that doesn't even exist anymore. Rails and sets of stairs that are just right. gone. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Those little time capsules. Yeah. Going back in time and yeah. Seeing that, yeah, absolutely the architecture or just like the way you dress or just your skating in general yeah yeah it's interesting that like it's possible that no one would even really remember like a set of stairs you know they might have walked down it every day on their way to work but they wouldn't have like an attachment to it you know so when the stairs are gone it's like it doesn't mean anything to them right but yeah but to us it was like such a special thing that we experienced on this like rail or this set of stairs and, and yeah. it's gone. I don't know. Yeah. We have like a fond memory of this inanimate totally. object that we jumped on and slid down or whatever we did. Totally. Yeah. It, like the interaction with the world around you just becomes so much more interesting, you know, through the perspective of inline skating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you definitely like attach memories to like, sets of stairs <laughs> which yeah. seems so weird when you put it that way but absolutely 
Yeah, when you were saying this, I was thinking back to the uh, hospital in Lethbridge. And there was, like, you know, this classic kinked rail that we skated and jumped the stairs and whatever. Um, and it's all been redone. Right. You know, it's, like, changed and moved on. But, yeah, when I go by there, I'm like, oh, I remember. I like the way on. it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, okay, so from that Kamloops trip, you know, we had that awesome day of skating, jolt colas, soul grinding, <laughs> everything, back farves. Yeah. Then I went to Vancouver, and um, in North Vancouver, they had like an indoor skate park in one of the community centers. I think maybe it was just like okay. in a rink that they weren't using or something. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up breaking my ankle at the skate park oh. there. Um, so I never made it to the Edmonton stop, which was like the weekend after, because that was okay. kind of the plan. Um, but I met uh, Josh Silver there. No way. Yeah, and I didn't know it was him until years later. I just had these memories of this guy doing like a backside fast slide transfer. So it was like a hip, two quarter pipes made into a hip. So he would like, you know, transfer backside, backslide, or sorry, backslide, back, backside, fast slide. Backside, fast slide. I know, and nobody was doing fast slides, and certainly not oh. on like a quarter pipe. And he did that. He did a topside negative mistrial on that same um, hip transfer. Wow. And I was like, whoa, like, I've never seen anything like this before. He was skating on, like, those rollerblade deluxe or rollerblade paws or whatever. Super old school. Um, he was so good. He still is yeah. so good. So good. Josh, wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. He's he's one of those guys. We, we where... came to Calgary with josh and i guess you were there yeah yeah of course yeah definitely i feel like he was wearing really big sweatpants and deshies and had dreadlocks yeah something like that (laughs) yeah the dreads very large pant very big shirt yeah um either a sweatpant or cargo definitely and rollerblades i think they may have been the trs oh maybe Maybe TRS, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could he be. He gets that really nice um, top mistrial in Cirque du Soleil. Army pants. Army I think pants. they were army pants. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember but this one. Really good style. Always the best style. Always, yeah. always, always. Like, so unique. Customizes everything. Yeah. Like, you know, the way he, like, just going into his apartment and seeing the way it's decorated, you're like, oh, wow, like, this guy's an amazing eye for creative design. And then, like... He would modify his wallets. He would, like... Right. He would, like... He would... He would cut all his credit cards so it was, like, just the barcodes and put holes <laughs> in them and, like, attach, like, a keychain to them. So it was just, like... Like, he would build things. He was... I don't know. He yeah. was... In, he was very smart like that. Really smart customize like that. everything. Yeah. Customize his skates in weird ways. Cut off stuff that was useless. Like, oh, you don't need this. Like, cut it off and. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's totally, very yeah. interesting. Really, yeah. Really smart guy that way. Yeah. And just like wonderful to watch skate. Oh yeah. So good. Awesome. Yeah. I remember when he won popularity contest one year, like when it moved on to Vancouver and Travis Nabe was. Um, running the show. I remember that. I was there. Right. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah. He was such a star that day. 
Yeah, I was hurt. I wasn't skating, but I remember Josh just killed it. Yeah, he won pop contest. Yep. What a guy. Oh, I won something that day. Best fall. (laughs) And Travis gave gave me like a trophy that said best fall. And I'm like, (laughs) so disgusted with myself. I'm like, thanks, I guess. But I was like, oh God, I felt like. I was, almost felt insulted. Not that he was trying to insult me, you know. It was like, pick me up. You took a bad fall. Like, here you go. Here's a funny trophy you get to keep. So what but was, I was the like, fall? So bummed. Um, I tried to like 180, like out of the skate park, over like the fence into the basketball court. Whoa. Okay, that's and... a big, big jump. Yeah. And what happened was like I was perfectly in control of the air, but then I think because I had to get over the fence. I had like pulled my feet up a little bit too high into the mute grab. So when I tried to finish the rotation and get my feet underneath me, I was reaching for the landing and I wasn't totally square. Yeah. And I had big wheels on and twisted my okay. ankle That's back when I was learning the big wheels. Yeah. And had that was perfected huge, my landing. Yet. That was a huge jump. I'm pretty sure huge Kenny Telp of 540 did that day. He did. Yeah. He did 540. He did. Wow. I think Danny yeah. 180 did. Danny, Probably. Danny Beard, he either 180 did or 540 did. Yes, he did. I remember me and uh, Kenny were using the bungee to get speed at it. Kenny brought like a bungee, a banshee bungee or whatever they're called. Yeah, where you're like, yeah. Stretch it back and launch yourself at things. Um, but Danny just like, Danny powered it, at it. Yeah. Jumped it. Like, yeah. Yeah, Danny Beer, man. It's amazing to see like what he's become. Oh yeah, because he's been cool. skating forever. Yeah, that dude's been skating forever and skating hard forever. You remember when he used to wear a helmet and like? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and that was Daddy it's funny, Pierre. yeah, because because he's maybe ten years younger than us, roughly eight or Probably, nine. Probably yeah. But he's been skating for just as long. He's been skating since he was just a little kid. That's crazy yeah how long have you been skating i started when i was 12 okay so yeah 38 so right 26 how 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 old were you when you got into it uh i got so i was 10 years old when i got rollerblades for christmas 10 i guess maybe i just turned 11 possibly but i was in grade five i tried rollerblades like they were just kind of becoming a thing and somebody had a pair, I put them on. It was like, wow, like I can't, at first I couldn't even believe that they worked. Like I was like, I can actually skate around on these things. It didn't even make sense, but they were awesome. <laughs> and then I just went home and you begged my hockey parents for a pair of skates. Before that, right? So hockey was kind of right around the same time. Okay. So I didn't get into it as like a really young kid. My parents, you know, weren't hockey players and like, it wasn't like a big thing, but for me, like playing street hockey was like, I loved playing street hockey. Yeah, me too. Um, and what happened is my younger brother, I don't know how it happened. My dad just like one day is like, okay, Jason's playing hockey. So like he was on a hockey team all of a sudden. Um, and he was like my younger brother. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like I've been begging you to play hockey all these years. And like Jason gets to play hockey before me. And they're like, okay, yeah, you can play hockey. So, <laughs> so I joined in and like, so I was always, I felt like I was a little like a step behind 
always felt like a little bit awkward in the dressing rooms. It was like kind of, I don't know. I never fully fit into the hockey team. Yeah. But maybe certain years I did better than others, but never felt, I don't know. That was my feeling at least, but stepping onto the ice was always amazing. You hear the crunch and it's icy cold and it blasts you in the face. And then it was a physical game. So, you know, I was like a boy, you know, that rough physical play is so satisfying. So yeah. I felt great. I loved it. So I kind of got in around the same time as I got inline skates. I was about 10 years old. Okay. Um, but then a few years later, like, I just wanted to skate even during the winter. It was like, okay, like, I'm not going to play hockey because I'll be in the garage learning how to true spin top horn on the rail. <laughs> and I'll be doing that all winter long. And I'll be yeah. shoveling places and I'll be skating as much as I can. Wow. And that's what yeah. you were doing. Yeah. Totally got hooked. So your first skates obviously weren't aggressive skates. They were just... No. No. What, what They were... Do you remember when you got into aggressives? I do, yeah. So I so my first pair of skates were like plastic boot CCM tacks. Um which is like the classic every rollerblade kind of looked the same back then. So I had those. And then kind of what let's see. I'm trying to like put it together with which skates I had when I got into it. But what happened was I made a trip out to Vancouver to visit my aunt and uncle and they took us to the PE, like the Pacific National Exhibition, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah. And, you know, riding roller coasters and stuff like that. But there was a, a rollerblading demo um, at the PE. So they had a half pipe. Oh. They had some like little grind rail set up. They had kind of like a pyramid ish, like a launch box that had a set of stairs and a rail down the other side. Crazy. Um, and Iceman, you know, the guy who did, like, the emceeing at the cat events? Yeah. He was the MC. Sorry, and... what was his name? Uh... Iceman, I think. Iceman? I think Iceman was his nickname. I don't think it was his... What was his... <laughs> I'm pretty sure his name was Iceman. It was tattooed on his arm. No, I don't know. <laughs> but it was the Zero Gravity team. I remember that oh, little okay. detail. But no, I don't ever know Iceman's name. He's just Iceman. He had a name. Joey would remember his name. I can't. Oh, I wish I could. Right now, I'm, it's name. slipping my mind. But I know who you're talking about. Okay, jump in with the name if it comes to I will. mind. Because I want to hear this. But uh, yeah, Iceman was emceeing. And, you know, they were, you know, going back and forth on that half pipe. And, you know, doing some decent airs and different grabs. They're doing rocket grabs and methods and 360s. And one or two of them were trying mctwists and probably Crazy. somebody landed a mctwist along the way and then they had like the little rails on the ground essentially you know like a two by four with a rail on top like a classic yeah. p rail and there would be two or three of them and they you know soul grind and jump to the next one and you know I, I remember just totally like i was like okay now i know what i'm doing with my life because i already love <laughs> yeah. rollerblading in general but when i saw that i'm like wow so <laughs> sick this is blowing my mind they had three shows that day i went to all three and wow. you know i kind of stood at the back for the first one and then by the end i was like front row center like cheering them on 
I got some hyper stickers. They like threw hyper stickers. I had hyper stickers and stuck them on my skates. They had like those rollerblade gloves that had the studs in the palm. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, these things? I do remember those. Yeah. And I was like, wow, those gloves are so, so cool. cool. Yeah. I need those gloves. Um, and then the next day, there was like a little skate park in North Van. Um, and you've probably been there. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, it's just like a bowl with like a small snake run. I think it's like on Queens street or something like this. Yeah. Is that, um, I know there's one of the first bowls in BC is in North. Yeah. Van. It sounds like what you're I'm, describing. I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So they, my, yeah, my aunt and uncle took me and my brother there the next day and I dropped in on the bowl and skated around. It was great. You were all stoked on it. Yeah. And then, so you went, you ended up getting some skates with grind plates and stuff. Yeah. So then I like modified my like, rollerblade. Um, they were rollerblade world cup was like the model. And it was like kind of the classic rollerblade boot, but kind of like a TRS. Um, didn't have like the little extra sole fin on there. Yeah. But the frame, um, the way the frame was built was there was kind of like, you know, you had the axle holes and then in between there, there was like a little piece of plastic that was missing, so to speak. Like there's a little part there. So there was like, yes. Anyways, what happened was that kind of busted and created like a little groove. And I think nice. eventually I put some sole plates on there, but I was like, you know, mizzooing on like little rails around without any extra sole plate. And I kind of, yeah, figured it out a little bit on those things. And then eventually the next year, I think I got a pair of rollerblade box cars. Oh yeah. I had the box cars. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. They came anti-rocker. It was amazing. They did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and who wanted the like, well, the, of course you wanted the Chris Edwards, you know, tarmac CEs, but at the same time, you're not going to grind with that huge metal tri grind plate. It's true, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of it, I was like, no, I want the box cars. Yeah, the CEs were my first skate um, with the bridge grind plate. Okay. So I learned yeah. how to front side with the bridge grind plate. Did you really? Yeah. Cool. Um, but then my second pair of skates was the box cars, and they were like more street. Yeah. Oriented. Um, totally. I think they came with a plastic grind plate it might have been a scribe grind plate yeah i think it did i think it was a scribe grind plate yeah yeah and the anti-rocker wheels yeah yeah the and the anti-rockers like the middle ones were probably like 58s in the middle and like 72s on the outside or something yeah nice big wheels on the outside <laughs> yeah <laughs> and now what you'd call an anti-rocker wheel but i remember eventually moving like the inside wheels to the outside and putting like you know a more traditional 48 millimeter anti-rocker wheel in the middle or something right yeah yeah dang. like a real anti-rocker wheel yeah man wore the crap out of those skates that's for sure they <laughs> yeah. got shredded there was nothing left not too much rolling just a lot of sliding on them <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly it was all grinding yeah. But like the boots were like worn out, like, you know, royaled the whole side of the skate up. It's interesting that like, yeah, the rolling was less a part of the experience. It was all about like sliding on the plastic. Right. I, mean, I know we did, it's weird. Yeah, to... We did hit airs, 
but we were just i don't know it was mainly about sliding yeah yeah you would jump things and it was fun to learn how to 360 and 540 but the landings like as long as you didn't fall over right. you landed it right you landed yeah like <laughs> yeah and like... we were all terrible at actually skating like right. nobody was good at skating yeah. nobody was good at at actually skating like fast we would skate no. really slow and with really bad form really clumsy <laughs> but it didn't matter it was all about the sliding it's That's all right. about like, can you do a like a topsail or like a, a fish brain? Exactly, <laughs> right. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Can you do the tricks? It is funny can how back- you... it was kind of backwards. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's one, one thing I'm really glad about is um, aggressive skating isn't that way anymore. No. You know, the skating has gotten so good. Yeah. And it's so fun to watch. And yeah. And the landings, my God, the landings. That's like almost the only thing I care about when I watch an ad nowadays is watching how well somebody lands their tricks. Because, you know, like the tricks kind of, um, you know, unless it's something new, it doesn't really register. But, you know, if it's like a nice landing. Then I'm like, props to you, my friend. Yeah, landings. Yeah. I'll double click like on this video for that nice landing. <laughs> for that nice landing. Why is it? Yeah, it's so uh, satisfying to watch like a nice landing. It's so satisfying. I know. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I was thinking of one of um, your tricks. So like, you know how you can do really good forward 720s? Yeah. That's such a hard trick to land. That's like one of the hardest tricks to land, I think. To land well, yeah. To land yeah. it clean and not like yeah. to to stop your rotation yeah exactly because you see a lot of people do it and then they'll quickly turn to fakie or whatever mm-hmm. kind of scramble out of it but yeah because yeah. you have to spin so fast and then just stop yeah but the reason that i can do it and land it as well as i do is because i actually only spin like a i don't know what is it like a 630 okay and then if you if you look at it in slow mo, the last bit I'm looking backwards and my legs are pointed forward. So awesome. I've already with half of my body, I've already stopped my rotation. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense? It makes sense. Yeah, because you, if you, if I was spinning my whole body 720 landing, I would have to like turn to fakie. I would have so much momentum. Yeah. Right? But if I only spin part of it and spin the rest just with my hips, yeah, that's the, that's the secret. Then I can it's almost like the a, landing. A sh- it's almost like um, a nice strong shifty to finish the rotation. Does that exactly. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and um, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. So I, I this is on YouTube. I did like um, a series on um, doing three sixties. Yeah. And Same thing with 360s. Totally, yeah. So the way I was breaking it down was, um, you know, when you take off, so if you're spinning to your left, your yeah. right foot's going to be in front. So that turns your hips a little bit the direction that you're already going to be spinning. Right. But then when you finish the rotation, you want it to be the opposite. You want your left foot to be in front. Right. So you almost like bring that right foot in front of you all the way around, 
and then you snap it so that the left foot comes in front. So you're not turning your hips all the way around. I can't do it very well, but <laughs> I that think that's sense. the way it's done. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, and when you break it down like that, it's like you're not even really spinning. You're just kind of no. turning, turning, turning your hips a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, if I turn my like opposite way, my unnatural direction, yeah, um, then I can land it that way quite well. But I can't really jump very well. Like I can't. I don't know. I, I more naturally ride with my right foot in front of my left. Right. Um, and I feel like every skater, yeah, tips to skaters out there like look at which foot is naturally in front when you're just rolling around or you know watch yourself skate on video and see which way you like do this um because it'll teach you a lot about your skating so i'm always with my right foot in front so if i jump that's the way i feel comfortable and i can push off and do a nice big jump but if i switch and put my left foot in front i can't really jump as well it's a lot more difficult but if I take off from that position and spin my unnatural direction, um, now when I'm landing, I'm landing in my comfortable right foot in front position so I can make like a nice smooth landing. So does that carry over to the way that you skate backwards? Like, do you stagger your legs the same way? Yeah. So I fairly naturally, I can like turn both ways yeah. as I'm skating backwards and it doesn't feel like one way is better than the other. I think Even if for I like had dropping into a bank, can you drop into banks into fakie like a, both ways? No, on a ramp, it's like I got to be looking over my left side. Okay. Yeah, like I had really gotten used to doing it over my right shoulder. Like I on a ramp, only, it's really hard. It was only a couple years ago that I realized that I, I could only drop into a bank looking over the one shoulder. Yeah. And I put a lot of effort into learning how to drop in looking over both both uh shoulders um that took a lot of energy to to learn that good for you that yeah. down um and it, it feels only recent that i figured out the staggering thing it makes yeah. so much sense that you would stagger in a way that it opens up your body to the way that you're looking yeah i never really noted that or figured that out Seems right. like until you know a few years ago <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah that makes sense you stagger your feet and then it, your whole your body opens up right <laughs> yeah totally yeah and like every once in a while so people will from time to time send me videos of them skating and ask for advice or whatever um and one person sent me a video of him riding stairs and he was looking over his right shoulder with his left foot leading over his left shoulder with his left foot leading looking over his right shoulder sorry okay yeah so crazy. he's looking over his right with his left foot leading so his hips are turned one way and whoa. his shoulders and head are trying to turn the other way yeah, and he yeah. was riding a set of stairs whoa and i'm like and he could do it and he could do it so like um i pointed out like you know this is the way that i do it um when I saw him do that, I'm like, that would be the scariest thing ever for me to like be approaching a set of stairs, looking over the wrong shoulder with my feet the other way. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very almost... helpful to coordinate those things. Yeah. And, and that's not, that's not wrong. It's just a lot harder. 
It's almost like right. if he if he is if he, that's pretty crazy that he, he can stair ride like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could turn that into some kind of crazy maneuver that's like utilizing that kind of freaky uh, body uh, body position. Mm. Right, I think so. It, I mean, it's 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 harder. You know, it's funny. Like, yeah, it would. It would be in his interest to like show him that for sure, but also, it's not wrong that he's doing it that harder way. You know, it's a trick no, unto yeah. itself, and yeah, he could probably totally. figure out some weird, you know, swivel or something because of that. That's You're crazy totally to right. Think about. Yeah, I feel like from there you could uh, do some sort of illusion spin. Would be yeah. You'd be set up perfectly for it's perfectly turning your head to the same direction that your hips are turned into a spin. Oh yeah. yeah this guy's a genius. It would be, almost be interesting like to start the stair ride like that. And then even just to do half, half the stairs looking over one shoulder and then finish it looking over the other. So it's like a 180 <laughs> of your upper body, but your, right? but your legs don't move. <laughs> It'd be like, what the hell <laughs> yeah, just yeah, happened? Yeah. That would look crazy. <laughs> I like that idea. And you could, yeah. um, or just switching your feet halfway down too. Right. Yeah. Switching so you got your staggered. feet staggered one way. You're kind of looking, quote unquote, the wrong direction. Right. And you're like hitting the stairs and then you switch it. Oh, man. There's been some Good really ideas. crazy like uh, zero spins done where it looks like the person has spun or something, but they actually haven't. They've just gone from fakey to fakey. Like yeah. They've done weird things with like their head movement. Like, do you know Bobby Spazoff has done some really oh interesting God. kind of movements where i've like rewound and try to figure out what the hell he's doing and i think it's it's just zero spins but he's just kind of moving his hips and he's moving his upper body in ways that you think he spun or maybe it was a fakie three it's so confusing it's so interesting yeah 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 yeah. um yeah he's a um, i need to go back and watch some more of his skating i was really into it for like quite a while um and i still love it but i was like getting into it and trying to break it down and yeah i made a video about it too many years ago but the way you can combine like early spins and late spins and he'll just do like i said like a 360 but i'll have to watch it four times to figure out what it was i'm like that could have been a 540 a 720 maybe he didn't spin but it turns out it was a 360, and I'm like, I don't yeah, understand he, how that happened. He throws his legs in, in interesting ways, and moves his hips, and like, it's almost like he's figured out he's on a different level when it comes to like spin, like kind of like coil theory. I don't really know what coil theory is, but it seems like Bobby Spazov is on some coil theory. <laughs> yeah, I feel like his yeah. hips, and he's like a GI Joe figurine that like moves at the hips and all this weird stuff is happening you you can't even figure it out bizarre it's very cool yeah and then like um colin martin he broke down early spin and late spin really well oh yeah so late spin let me kind of figure this out would be the period of rotation where your upper body is ahead of your lower body, I think. 
Huh. Or maybe How do you do a 180. Jump. So if I it's like know. a if it's like a I 180. Think that's what it was. If it's like a yeah. late 180. Yeah. You can jump and stall your entire body and at the last minute just move your hips 180 almost. Mm-hmm. Right. Just turn right. your hips. Um so maybe your hips are ahead of your upper body. The way, I don't know. I'm struggling to put the words that Colin put to it because he said it so well. That guy's a genius. But then on the other hand, he had like the idea of like an early spin kind of being the opposite. But so I right. feel like Bob Spazov like early spins a lot. Kind of how his feet are like tucked up to the side and his feet are kind of ahead of his upper body. But then it switches and he kind of creates like a late spin after that. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. When you're watching Bobby, maybe that can help you kind of conceptualize what he's doing. Yeah, but it seems I like need to, I need to study body. him. I need to study his spins because he's totally. doing some interesting things with his with his upper body. Yeah, he does crazy things with his lower body, but I feel like a lot of the madness is actually his upper body. the 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 way he can control his shifties and yeah. his his legs is because he's doing something you like interesting with his upper body where he's controlling his momentum in a way i have to go i have to go study that totally shit. yeah i know it's, <laughs> it's i mean it goes back to the theme of the podcast skating is infinite and trying to really figure this is. stuff out is really fun but he's on like his own level like and the set slides that he does and everything are just amazing yeah I feel like and, a lot of that cess slide stuff, like you either have it or you don't. Like, it's very difficult for a non cess slider to become a cess slider. Right. <laughs> but no I feel like there's other things. There's other things you can break down, and you can kind of like, you can kind of figure it out in a way. Yeah. But there's other things that seems like are just mysterious, and you you either have it or you don't. And Seth slides. Do you know who had the Seth slides? Joel Beaver. He did. Yeah, he had the Seth slides. (laughs) He had them figured out. And then there's a difference between like Seth slides and then wheel slides. So there's certain people Mm -hmm. who are really good at the wheel slides. Yeah. Which is, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a similar body position, maybe in points, but getting in and getting out is different. Yeah, the, well, the contact and the friction, like, there's such a different feel between the two. Like, being down on the boot, sliding right. on the plastic, as opposed to the urethane. Although, they're definitely, like, there's a relationship there. Yeah. The positions are very similar, but yeah, something different. Eric Garcia is another amazing cess slider. Good cesser. Yeah. Really good. One thing I could never do, um, like, I could kind of do cess slides on something that's I'm jumping onto. I can kind of get my body into the right position. But people that can like drop down onto something and set slide, I find that nearly impossible. It Maybe that's seem, one of yeah. Um, because jumping and bringing your legs up is almost conducive to like getting into like a royale stance or even yeah, you know, different set sliding positions. Exactly. But it's it almost seems like it's harder on your legs and your knees to like drop down onto it. Yeah, very difficult. 
Because if you're Can't jumping, you're just kind of catching it as opposed to it's all falling down on you if you're just dropping to it. Yeah. So then you're <laughs> crashing down. You kind of project yourself along the surface. So you're actually sliding along. I don't know. Couldn't do it. That's one thing. But I, I'm cool. lately, I've been thinking about big wheeling a lot. And I've been thinking like that there's there's more room for me personally to like develop myself in mm -hmm. in a big wheel sense like there's more there's more moves that are like possible for me to push as opposed to like uh aggressive skating seems like it's a lot harder for an aging person to like push it completely agree yeah it's hard aggressive really hard. skating is so hard and even yeah. if you're just like sessioning like ledges and curbs and grind boxes and that sort of thing the impacts and the falls and aggressive skating you have to be sharp you know right. like your skills really have sharp. to be sharp you can't take off a couple weeks and be like okay like I'm going to go charge front side at this grind rail. Like, no, you're going to eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's not going to go well. You know, so it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I, for me, um, putting all that aside, like, it's difficult and hard and hard on my body and stuff like that. You know, having the big wheels, there's just so much that you can do that. Right. I'm not missing out on anything. I just, you know, just the different movements under your body or just bombing down a hill. I love that we have that option. Yeah. Cause it's a new, it's a pretty, it's a newer option for people. I mean, it's always been there, but people didn't recognize it as an option. No, like the not previous really. generation. They would hit the point that you're at and just stop altogether. And like, well, just stop skating. It. Cause I can't like grind this rail. Like I used to, or I don't get the same pleasure out of doing it. So I'm just done, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a good um, retirement. It's nice that there's plan. different options. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> and it brings you back to like when you very first got into skating, cause like very quickly we got into aggressive skating and all that mattered was grinding, but there was, you know, that time before when it was just skating and right. then, you know, experiencing aggressive you know like learning different things and jumping stuff and then you know for me seeing the zero gravity team at the p and e wow and then kind of steering that direction but before that it was just skating around yeah and so it's great to be like in tune with that childhood feeling um arlo said something like this i think maybe on the jump street podcast oh he said he's just been skating around with his daughter and He's going to the U of T campus or whatever, like the University of Texas campus. And he's reminiscing about, oh, that set of stairs and stuff like that. I guess same as we do. Yeah. Um, but he made the point that it was just like, felt like he was just a kid again, skating around and having fun, jumping things and whatever. Feels good. Yeah. And I feel like that's totally where I'm at with my skating. It's that's more exciting. technical and clean. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. man. It's fun to watch. That's cool. I'm yeah. 
it's like I like the videos and usually I can watch them you know how it's hard to watch yourself you know but many of the videos I can watch without cringing hardcore you know right. I can enjoy it and kind of like almost surprise myself or you know when it's like super snowy weather like it has been here be able to like watch the video and kind of like get the feeling like I'm out skating yeah um, so I enjoy that and I get lots of amazing feedback from people all over the world it's really crazy um, but it's nice you, to hear you guys from have my videos peers. that are like at crazy numbers like one and a half million views so I mean, totally that nuts. video might have two million views now I'm not sure wow. I haven't checked in a while but it's getting close that's crazy yeah lots and lots of views man it's awesome there's so many people out there. there's way more people into skating than we've kind of I don't know it's not like we've been led to believe that there's not that many people into it but I don't know kind of in our world we've seen it shrink and it hasn't really been what it was certainly when you know 20 years ago or 25 years ago um, but there are so many people out there that are into skating it's really cool it's true yeah. different kinds of skating different kinds of skating totally yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like i fit into like i don't necessarily feel like i'm inspiring teenage boys you know i feel like <clears throat> different aggressive skaters you know there's like a different market for that right sort of demographic but for me kind of like the you know maybe 25 30 to like 40 50 year olds um my skating like really appeals to that demographic For so we sure. get like lots of feedback from these sorts of people and lots of people have watched the videos and sent me messages like you know i was so out of shape i weighed this much and you know i watched your videos that got me into skating and like i've lost 150 pounds or whatever like wow. no joke like these sorts of stories that's incredible it's really cool yeah <clears throat> The power of YouTube and the internet. It is insane. It's crazy to think that like a, over a million people watched, you know, one of your vi watched you skating down the street. Yeah, I know. It that's, is so crazy. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. If you picture all of those people in, in like in a room sitting, putting in a VHS and like, here, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> one million people. <laughs> That's the whole city of Calgary. That's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a number that's, like, hard to imagine. But even, you know, it's cool. Like, a million views. Like, uh, awesome. Like, it's a dream come true. Well, I don't know. I never really dreamt it, to be honest. But yeah, that was always kind of, you know, that's kind of like a magic number for, like, number of views. Like, you get a million views. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a neat, like, little gold star pat on the back but you know if you put a video out and 300 people watch it like the same analogy imagine 300 people you right. know in your backyard watching your video that's amazing that is amazing yeah. in our world yeah coming from like having to ship out dvds and vhs's 300 is a high number <laughs> oh yeah right if you that's sold like 300 high dvds that's yeah. yeah you're doing amazing you're doing great dude yeah that's it's crazy that's to go fun. back through your guys's catalog hey having all those videos captured from when you were 
15, 16 years old. Yeah. Like 20 years worth of videos. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's awesome. Yeah. It's cool. It is awesome. It's like I love going back and watching the old ones. Um you know, I'm in like a few of them, so it's always like, yay, that's kind of cool. It's always a fun skating with you guys and having Joey filming. So you're like, oh, if I get in the video, like I know what's going to be a good video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's cool to have, it's like, it's neat that you guys have that captured. Oh, yeah. And it's out yeah. there too. Yeah. Like, Available. Totally open book. Yeah. Available. Everyone can look back. Yeah, yeah. we always dreamed about like, um, like a YouTube. Like we would always talk really? about, wouldn't it be great if like every video was online? What if you yeah. could just watch every video? And that's actually the world we, we live in. Yeah. Every just video is people. available pretty much. And then sometimes I'm like, I have nothing to watch. What's my problem? <laughs> yeah. It's like hitting things. Like, damn, I just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this was a lot of fun. We've done Amazing. two hours of this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep talking, but yeah, two hours is plenty. But okay. When I saw you in Kamloops this summer, yeah, you said that like, you know, this past summer was supposed to be like your chance to get out and go to these different events. Yeah. And all this sort of thing. Yeah. So please, like, I really hope that traveling will be a thing next summer. Me so too. when you start planning these things, let me know. Okay. So fingers crossed, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I can like make some of these trips also. Yeah. And we can that would be, be like a force out there Hell representing yeah. Canada. I really wanted to come to a skate cross event. The skate cross. Oh, oh dude, that was fun. Skate cross would be so fun. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I had like, we'll have to talk about that another day. For sure. Because you, yeah. did you win? You did really well at one, didn't you? At Millennium? Yeah. So the first kind of big one that we put on, I ended up winning. So Sebastian Lafargue from Seba Skates and that now yeah. FR Skates came and like stayed with me for a week and helped me kind of like put on the event. So like learning so much from him and then Anthony Poitier and, and, Anthony Finishario, Vinny we're in Chiaro. Calgary. Vinny, okay, well done. That was amazing. <laughs> I love those guys. It was yeah. cool. And they were like so much faster than anyone else there. Um, like they just had perfect technique. It was amazing. It was like, you know how we talked about always having one foot in front? That's how most people naturally ride. Yeah. But they were like almost lined up parallel. So they were able to like put full power through both legs as they're pumping around. It was amazing to watch. Whoa. Um, but in like the final heat, you know, like qualified along the way, I made it to the finals. Um, Anthony Poitier is there. He like qualified first. Of course he should like win, but yeah, uh, we turned one corner. He tripped on the rail oh. and I passed him and I ended up winning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I beat Poitier in a race. Yes. Got lucky. I feel like I feel like I watched the uh the winning run. Yeah, that's a really good Someone edit. showed it to me on yeah. a on a camera. Okay. I feel like on the way back from some trip, like Leon um went to the skate cross at Millennium 
and then some people came to my house on the way back or something and i feel like i watched you win this <laughs> like in my backyard yeah i was i was taking it serious that day Sick. we were there like super early in the morning setting the course up and like had a lot to do to get everything ready to go yeah um but yeah the first thing i did was like put brand new wheels on my skates i'm like nice. the course can wait like i gotta tune up my skates be tune ready to skates. go yeah <laughs> it looks yeah. like a lot of fun it was fun yeah that was great yeah it was yeah. cool it was just like never really caught on and it was kind of like one of those things where i was like dang like all the same people are coming year after year so it's not really getting new people into it and right. less people are coming year after year and you so, would think like with the popularity of crushed ice like red bull um yeah those ice events you would think yeah, so we, there'd be i a... would definitely like reach out to as many people as i could from that world yeah um and no they weren't that interested there was yeah. a few there was a few definitely but yeah they weren't generally interested in it i don't know they i think they come from like more of like a hockey ice skating background so right i don't know yeah it didn't really make sense i feel like that's the perfect maybe like crossover, the rollerblading but... stigma maybe yeah maybe there was something there i could never i never put my finger down on it it was hard to tell maybe now it would it would pick up a little bit more I think um, so. People are a bit more open-minded to rollerblading. Totally. There's yeah, everything stigma. has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, um, yeah, there definitely was a stigma attached to it. Yeah. And it's like rollerblading's not gay if it's hockey. That's true. <laughs> that's the that's the way you get around it. You gotta have a stick. <laughs> you gotta have some hockey pads. You gotta have gloves on. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a few guys that you see ripping around Calgary here um, in like hockey skates. Awesome skaters yeah. ripping around. Looks amazing. Um, but for some reason, there's a couple guys that wear hockey gloves when they're out skating. I've seen these guys twice. Maybe it was just well, randomly it happened and I saw it, but I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Well, here, like I, um, a long time ago, I showed uh, a video to a guy that I worked with. This was many years back and his comment after watching it was like i don't know how you guys skate without hockey sticks in your hand i have to have a hockey stick in my hand i'm like well what if you're not playing hockey he's like i still gotta have a stick in my hand <laughs> right it's like a it's it's like a defense it's like your your mask your social mask is like i got this stick okay i'm not just like i'm not just skating around okay like no pansy i got this stick this is manly business, okay? I'm training oh, yeah. for hockey, okay? <laughs> and, it's uh, like crushed ice. It's like, no, we're hockey players. We're not, you know. It's cool, don't <laughs> worry. I would, In his defense, I would say that, like, I guess when you play hockey, there is a different, a different feel to holding the hockey stick. I guess, yeah, you, and you get used to that, right? So he doesn't feel complete, so maybe, like, what, what do I do with it? these hands? What, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> flailing around? I'm just, I gotta, I gotta, gotta hold the stick. Arms. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging my arms like a pansy. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you, like, made him do it. And, like, he just punches himself in the face or something. <laughs> my hands. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> he just, like, dick punches himself. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. 
That's why I have to hold a stick. It's a safety. I've got to put my hand somewhere. I'm going to punch myself in the dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, good times. Definitely. Okay. So, fingers crossed. Let's we will do be it. skating sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, this summer. And also come to Calgary, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's Bring on my the list. family. Yeah. Yeah. My you daughter really wants here. to, to Calgary, go to Calgary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would love to see your kids. Yeah, for sure. And the whole family. Or just come yeah. alone and we'll go skating a whole bunch. That would be yeah, great. Yes, either way, we'll make it happen. Okay. I love yes, it. The future. Thanks a lot All for right, doing this. Brother. This was awesome. Namaste. Yes. <laughs> love it, buddy. Keep up the good work. Thank Can't you. wait to see the future edits. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, same to you. Absolutely. Yes. The future is bright, yes, especially is. for Canada in the skate world. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Have a good night. Adios. Good night, Sean. Peace.